Hello and welcome to Everyday People where everybody has a story. This week's guest is Ryan Seguera, uh, somebody in Panjim Goa who runs a hostel with his wife called the Old Quarter Hostel. First of all, I have to apologize for the audio quality of this interview. We recorded it in the middle of his cafe without much equipment and in hindsight I should have been more insistent on a quiet location but uh, I recorded this interview while I was on my first ever solo trip 4 days to Panjim Goa so I apologize please do not listen to this episode with headphones on because there's a lot of cutlery and noise I've tried to reduce it as much as possible but this is as much as I can do but if you do listen you'll enjoy the interview because Ryan was described to me by another traveler as smooth he has an aura and he carries himself with a lot of confidence he speaks with a lot of control and poise as you will see and in lieu of a uh, shitty audio quality i would like to review the old quarter hostel a little bit so that uh, you can go there if you decide to go to panjam so it was my first experience in a hostel first experience uh, solo traveling so only like a limited stay hostel and i was surprised to see that nothing is really handed to you people are going about their business it's not a hotel but obviously and i got used to that very quickly and after that i could see that the staff was super courteous uh, whenever i asked for extra stuff or if i asked for directions or something else i was helped every time uh, people seemed to know this place all the autobalas and travelers around who i asked about this place they knew where the old quarter hostel was it's placed very strategically in the middle of an area called the latin quarter uh, fontanias so it makes a great uh, base of operation for me to go travel other, uh, elsewhere other than that like the dorms was simple uh, but it was air conditioned which is important and i was very satisfied with my stay there so uh, if you are in panjam check out the old quarter hostel but uh, for now here's the interview enjoy just for anybody listening who are you what do you do and what is your current side project so my name is Ryan Seguero i my wife and i we we run and uh, own a, a, a cafe and a hostel in in the latin quarter of uh, goa called the old quarter the, the hostel is called the old quarter the uh, the coffee shop is called bombay coffee roasters and uh, that's what we do at this point in time uh, we also are in the process of uh, creating a three three bedroom villa in the south of goa in the deep south actually and uh, once it's ready we're planning on running that as a as an airbnb possibly you know so yeah that that's me basically right. and like outside of this are you doing something for you know like a casual thing something that you are exploring on your own that's what i mean by side project ah okay uh not really actually at the moment i mean i i used to be in advertising before i i spent a good uh, 20 years of my life the first uh immediately after college i spent 20 years in advertising and uh essentially in 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 bombay and uh, half of it that was in bombay half of that was in hong kong and uh, you know i uh, decided to take a sabbatical about 5 uh, years ago and uh You know, my wife and I have started running this 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 place quite recently. Actually, we started about a year ago, uh, post pandemic. Uh, but what I do periodically is uh, I have friends in Hong Kong who have started their own agency, and I I do do a bit of freelance work for them as as and when required. You know, so just to keep my eye in, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I'm in the advertising industry myself at the moment. Uh, ancillary, I I work as a technical writer. Before we talk more about old court, I just wanted to get your views on. What do you feel makes a good marketing plan in today's day and age? Like, if you were to give a little bit of general marketing advice, what do you think are the basic principles 
that you would give to somebody who's starting out in the industry? Honestly speaking, I, I would hesitate to give any advice at this point in time because uh, I haven't actually kept up with modern trends. When Instagram and uh, you know social media in general came came on, uh, I'm afraid I was kind of left uh, at the station after the train left. So uh, I would hesitate to kind of give advice in terms of uh, with regard to modern trends. What I can do, however, is kind of you know I, I'm a bit old school. So so what I noticed in the in the transition period when, when you know Instagram and social media kind of took over was uh, a lot of times uh, execution was mistaken for the idea right you know and the flavor of the month or, what, or the flavor of the day so to speak uh, was was what became the idea you know and that was a bit worrisome in a way and stuff like that because I think the whole concept of advertising and coming out with the so called big idea is it needs to kind of work across medium right you know and uh, what I would advise youngsters today is is to kind of take whatever idea you have on Instagram, take whatever idea you have on, uh, even if it's just an exercise, you know, it, it doesn't have to be something that you, but just to check the potency of the idea, take whatever idea you have on Instagram, take whatever idea you have on other means of social media and try and use it on on a TVC, try to use it on radio for it. Even, even though radio is, you know, kind of a slightly outdated concept, try and see if it works on radio, right. you know. And if you know it works, then you know that you've got an idea with legs. So that, that that's that's advice I would give. I think that's awesome. Like I I agree as far as like the the concept of evergreen or yeah. you know something that can be handled across any platform because exactly. platforms rise and platforms fall. Exactly, exactly. That's lovely. Uh, coming back to the old quarter a little bit. Um, it's been interesting now that I've been traveling for the last four, four days. Um, everybody seems to know what Old Quarter is. Okay. Right? Every auto driver knows, the people on Heritage Walks, they know. Why do you think that Old Quarter is a popular choice as a, for like travelers? And why do you think like it's built a name for itself in Panjim? Okay. So, uh, first off, the thing is my wife and I can't really take uh, any credit for it because um, just a bit of background. When we were in Hong Kong, uh, we had this property that we were looking to lease out. And uh, we were very fortunate to, to, to find a very dynamic couple uh, to lease it out to. You know? And the thing is, they, they, they took what was kind of a, a, a shell, you know, and they created a, a beautiful thing out of it. You know? I mean, right from uh, you know, the, uh, the beautiful tiles painted on the outside wall, to the interiors, to, to everything else. And, and uh, they, ran, they ran the place as our tenants for a, for a good six years. And uh, as the pandemic hit, they, they, they actually had a chain of hostels all, all over the place. As the pandemic, and each hostel was doing really, really well. When the pandemic hit, they kind of wanted to exit the business. So they gave each owner the option of kind of uh, uh, taking over the running of the place. And my wife and I, we jumped at it. We jumped at the, at, you know, the, the, the opportunity. And, uh, you know, so, so what we've actually done is we've inherited something beautiful. We, we really admired what they had done with it, um, you know, when they were our tenants. And we actually didn't change a thing, you know. So, so it's basically, uh, it's over a period of time that, you know, it's kind of turned into what it is at this point in time. So we'll be very happy actually. Yeah. So you've been running it for two years or longer? One year. One, one year. One okay. Year. Yeah. Uh, what has been, I think, personally for you, like getting to meet people coming in and out, what has been the most gratifying element for you and what has been the most surprising element for you? 
Uh, I think the the first one is quite easy. The the, the most gratifying um, element is you know kind of meeting uh, a variety of people. You know, we've we've had fascinating people. I mean, we've, you know, people like you actually. You know, very interesting people. Um, you know, we've had people. Uh, we've had film directors coming in. We've had uh, you know someone who's been cycling uh, from from northernmost tip of India to uh, the southernmost tip of India. Uh, just because I, be, I happened to be on the threshold of the old quarter one day, I, I met a, a colleague of mine in, in who I had not seen for 15 years, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, it's, it's uh, I mean, we're, we're very thankful to have met so many interesting people, so many fascinating people. Um, I, I think it's one of these things where, you know, you kind of, um, it's a melting pot, it's a meeting place for people. And... Uh, uh, you know the kind of the, the 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 hostel and the cafe kind of dovetail into each other. Right. The fascinating thing about hostels, I find, is uh, you can stay in a hotel, right? Even as a solo traveler, you can sit in a hotel and not speak to a single person for even if you're there for three days or four days. You right. know, you can be in your room, you can be in a restaurant, you can, you know. Um, but you can't do that with a hostel. You go to the hostel because you're sharing a dorm with other people. It's fascinating because you know you you might not have anything planned for that day, but in the span of a morning, you're week might be planned you know right. and you you might not even have known that this is what you're going to be doing for the week yeah so uh, i think it's one of those things that are you know it, it, it's it's the spontaneity the, the the adventure the the exploring part the creativity it all kind of dovetails into into something very interesting yeah you almost find yourself being like pulled into the flow of it exactly. with other people yeah it's very organic it's very organic yeah. yes yeah. i mean this has been my first solo trip actually okay. i historically hated travel okay. and my, wow. my, my colleagues have like I hope we've converted you to some extent I, it yeah. has been yeah. a joy <laughs> I'm, I'm planning to do more now okay. in the future okay. Okay. Um, but yeah so like when you uh, the surprising element sorry you oh, sorry I didn't say the surprising yeah. element uh, I don't know really. I mean it, it, it I can't think of anything offhand mm-hmm. I might come to that later let's come, yeah, yeah let's come yeah. back to that yeah. Yeah. Um, so how long have you been in Goa? So, uh, the second stint or... or, or uh, you're native, like you're born here? Yeah, I, I was, so, I was born in I was born in Bombay actually, but but, um, but I've lived all my life. So, my, I've spent the first 20 years of my life in Goa. And then your second stint was... So, the second stint, so the, uh, the next 10 years were in Bombay. Mm-hmm. And the next 10 years after that were in Hong Kong. But about... Uh, so, I'm quite old. But uh, we came back about six years ago you know, from Hong Kong. And uh, we've been in Goa since. We've been in Goa for the last six years. Yeah. Yeah. Last six years, yeah. and you mentioned you mentioned being old. You are clearly in like obvious phenomenal shape, <laughs> and you're a handsome man. So like, yeah. uh, I would just like to know um, what what your day to day kind of looks like. Where sort of fitness comes in, and how do you sort of go about your life at this stage? Yeah, okay, so I used to do uh, actually from the time I was a child, I used to do a lot of sports. Uh, you know, I used to play, growing up I played football, I played tennis, I played table tennis, badminton, everything basically. Uh, played football for my school, uh, played a lot of tennis. Uh, in Hong Kong I was very fortunate to kind of um, have pra- practice sessions with uh, ex-Davis Cup players and stuff like that. I got trashed of course, but but, um, but what has happened of, and, 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 and I, I actually when we first came back to go about uh, five years ago, I took up kickboxing as well. Ah. You know, so I did a lot of kickboxing. I did a lot of uh, running, but uh, there's there's a joke. It says uh, 
the number one cause of injury in old men is them thinking they're young men. Yes. <laughs> so uh, I, uh, you know, I slowly developed. I was playing tennis. I developed tennis elbow. I was running. I developed back problems. Uh, so I've I've kind of cut down on the exercise and trying to find something that's more age appropriate in a way right. at this point in time. So, but um, yeah. So I don't do anything at the moment, but I'm planning on starting. You know. Whether it's on the elliptical or just long walks or hikes or stuff right. like that. Yeah. So something low impact, you mean? Low impact, exactly, right. exactly. Well, I mean, there's a plethora of options available now. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You know. So if somebody's coming to Goa for the first time, yeah. And I know there's a cliche question, but um, I would okay. Let's change it up. Um, what would be your top five restaurants you'd recommend for people to go to? Across Goa, not just not just Panjim. Okay. I, actually, you know, honestly, uh, we don't go out much. You know, so and when we do go out, uh, the choice of restaurant is very much decided by. Uh, I've got two daughters; one is sixteen and one is eleven. So very often, the choice of restaurant is decided by my my um, daughters. Uh, so they actually love Japanese food, and uh, so for Japanese food, I would recommend Sakana, which is I think in it's either Anjuna or Wagata or Ramachandra. But it's excellent, excellent, uh, excellent Japanese food. Um, if you want a good kind of uh, thali, like a you know like a like a cheap uh, bone thali, uh, I would recommend Bombay actually, which is in in Kampala. I've been to Bombay. Uh, how did you like it? It was lovely. It was very foreign to me. Okay. But I enjoyed it. Okay. So the interesting thing with thalis is there are there's there's the Hindu style of making a thali, and uh, there's the Catholic style of making a thali. You know. And uh, so that's a very much a Catholic style thali. There are uh, Hindu style thalis elsewhere, yeah. you know? and the tastes are different. They're both delicious in their own way. And uh, uh, you know, so, and in terms of uh, there's there's a, there's a there's a very nice um, northeastern Assamese kind of um, uh, restaurant called uh, Soul Chef, which is actually in, in the Latin Quarter as well, and uh, they make excellent tupka. Oh, Excellent! Really, really nice. I might try it out it's just on the road, actually. Okay. Yeah, and uh, you know, then of course there's, 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 there are a bunch of places that are uh, that I've heard that are good, but I've, I haven't. Uh, I can't really testify because I haven't been there myself. But uh, you know, I've heard Antonio's is very good. I've heard uh, there's a there's a Japanese yakitori bar called uh, Matsuko, which is just around the corner from Antonio's. Okay. Uh, actually, what I would recommend in terms of uh, good. Uh, Goan cuisine, mm-hmm. you know, is uh, there are a couple of clubs. They call clubs in Goa, right? The clubs are they're over a hundred years old, and you know they they kind of cater to the locals very much. Uh, that doesn't mean they don't welcome tourists, but you know it's it's very much a local joint. So there's one called Club National, which makes excellent uh, choice pound. Choice pound is the Goan sausage and bread. Right, right. And uh, fabulous choice pound, fabulous. Uh, it's a bit of an acquired taste, but beef tongue mm-hmm. in bread also very very good. So I would highly recommend Club National actually. And um, uh, and there's also a, a, a new place called Miski that's opened, which also has very good uh, light Goan bites. And uh, it's it's a very convivial kind of a place, you know, uh, where the locals and the and the tourists mix, and you know, it's lovely actually. All right, I I think you've given the listener a lot of options. Okay. <laughs> Um, so like, okay, let's let's do a pitch for yeah. old quarter. If you, if if you are welcoming um, people to come to Panjim, why should they come and stay at your hostel? I know, but yeah. I would like yeah. them to know. 
if you're feeling a bit adventurous, you know, and uh, let's say one of those, those those people who kind of like meeting other people, and and uh, you know you you'd like to explore a place together, you know, where you kind of have a a, a synergy. You know, when when you, when you meet other people, there's always uh, you know they might recommend some place, you might recommend some place to them. It's not just about uh, discovering a place, you know, a, a, a place is also made up of the people who are in the place at that point in time, right? We've had instances where, um, you know, people have met each other in a dorm and they've actually chosen to spend days together in the dorm itself because the people themselves are so interesting, right. you know? So, uh, uh, I would, I would recommend, I would recommend uh, checking out the old quarter because you never know what will what your day might turn out to be like, or your week might turn out to be like. I mean, you might meet some fascinating people, uh, you know, who might just be fascinating by themselves, fascinating enough by themselves. You might meet some uh, uh, fascinating people who will take you to fascinating experiences, fascinating places. Uh, you know, it's interesting, about uh, six months ago, actually, I was talking to one of our guests, and he was, this was late in the evening, and he was on his way that night to a certain um, kind of freshwater lake, in Goa, that for a brief period of time has these uh, uh, bioluminescence, mm. you know, right. and uh, I, I hadn't even heard of it, you know? right? Like, but and but you live here, and I live here exactly, you know, and and so it's 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 when you interact with people, when you talk to people, uh, that you have these interesting experiences and you know opportunities come up and stuff like that. I mean. So, so I found Old Quarter on Booking.com, but are there any other ways that you like prefer people to find? How do you, how, how do you find a so we, we we also have a website. We have a web website, and uh, you know my uh, my manager's numbers on the website. Uh, my numbers on Booking.com. Uh, you know, if, if you want, you can call us directly as well. No right. problem. And uh, you know, just just get in touch basically anytime. Uh, what's your website? I think it's Old Quarter by the Hostel Crowd. If you just Google it, Old Quarter by the Hostel Crowd, it will it will turn up. I'll, and I'll include a link if I can. Sure, sure. Um, we're good, but I want to sort of dive deeper a little bit. You you mentioned several times uh, meeting new people, right? Mm. And for somebody who does not travel, like I, uh, that can be a little bit of a cliche. What do you think? meeting new people does to you like I mean why is there that joy in discovery and what does it change in a person and in your opinion I think I think what happens when you open yourself to meeting new people is you automatically open yourself to uh, having new experiences having new uh, opportunities having new uh, so I'll, I'll give you a couple of examples so I've I've always been a people's person, right? And uh, I, I'm talking now examples from my personal life, right? So, uh, I'll give you three, three kind of examples. So when I first went to Hong Kong, I got a transfer from the agency I was in to uh, work on the Hong Kong Tourism Board. Right. Right. And I went there as an English copywriter to work on the Hong Kong Tourism Board. And uh, I think about a year and a half or two years after that, uh, the client didn't re-sign the contract, so we lost our jobs, everyone lost our jobs. But I had made contacts, you know, and I changed jobs subsequently quite a few times. Every time thereafter, I kind of found a new job because of someone I had worked with before, you know. So it wasn't, uh, it wasn't through job applications, it wasn't through this, it wasn't through that. Uh, it, 
was just through, through basically people I had met and people colleagues I had worked with and stuff right. like that. Uh, the other thing was I, I love tennis, right? So uh, you know, when I went to Hong Kong, I, for the first couple of years, I, I didn't play any tennis because I didn't know who to. You know, there, I, there was seven, play with, seventeen yeah. courts where I was. Yeah, seventeen courts. But uh, you, you, you see, if you're, if you're, there is always a way to, to do what you want to do. So I discovered a forum, and on that forum there were uh, you know people who. who uh, there was a league basically, you know, so depending on how good you were, yeah. you kind of took part in the league. And uh, so that's how I got into the tennis circuit there, you know. Uh, another interesting, uh, of course, if I had not met this person, I would never have, so I never actually, uh, in the first 20 years or 25 years or whatever of my life, I had never contemplated doing any martial arts, for whatever reason, I never contemplated. But um, soon after we came back to Goa, I met this uh, chap, his name is Rahim. And uh, he's the ninth dan black belt in in, in okay. Taekwondo. Sorry, sorry, I beg your pardon. Not ninth, seventh dan. Seventh, seventh dan black belt in Taekwondo. And uh, you know, I just met him, and and he's he's a, he's an amazing teacher. You know, you can be a seventh dan black belt, but you can be one of those people who want to show off and want to do this. But he's not. He's very humble. He's he's an extremely fabulous teacher. So I got into kickboxing because of him. So you can actually get into something that you never thought you would do because of someone you meet. Yeah. And it might fundamentally change your life. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know. So I've actually got into... Um, so the, the good thing with kickboxing is, I, I don't do it anymore, but the good thing is with kickboxing is it teaches you how to fight. It also teaches you how not to fight. Exactly. Right? So I've actually got into situations which I've been able to diffuse uh, because, because I've done some amount of training. So... Yeah, we've been very fortunate that way. Yeah. Yeah. I think we'll close on uh, something that's been on my mind for the last few days. Um, I've come across, obviously, I'm an extrovert. I've come across a lot of extroverts here. I've also come across a few introverts who are traveling. And you mentioned you're a people person. If I could just get from you, say, three pieces of advice for somebody who's not a people person, right? who's an introvert, who finds their energy in being alone. Okay. What can they get out of traveling and sort of exposing themselves to new people, new cultures? Yeah. And how would you recommend that they sort of wet their feet a little bit? Okay. Uh, I think uh, if, if you're, let's say you're shy, okay, and you don't want to kind of uh, talk to people. Uh, and and this, is not, this is not with regard to this question, so this is with regard to, to everything else. Authors used to be people at some point in time, right? You know, and uh, so you know a, a book, mm -hmm. okay, about the place you're in, or uh, about uh, you know. So it's 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 a it's not a conversation, but it's an uh, it's an insight, you know. So you pick up a book that's interesting about in the place you're in. Uh, there are a lot of interesting books that have been written about Goa, you know, yeah. on a on, on a number of different topics. So uh, you know. You can explore a place as an introvert, you can explore a place as an extrovert. Uh, I would say read those books, you know. Uh, read them before you come here, read them when you're here, I mean, because that's when the place really comes alive. I mean, you can actually, uh, you know, uh, my, my, my daughters are huge fans of Japanese anime. And, and what they say is, uh, what Japanese anime does very well is it takes landmarks in Tokyo, you know, and it kind of highlights them. So then when people are actually walking around uh, the streets of Tokyo, uh, the place comes alive because of the places they're crossing every day. The, you know, the places they kind of uh, uh, 
uh, I'm not saying that will necessarily happen with the books here, but but you know you you want to get a feel of the place. Yeah, the story know? sort the of story. highlights the exactly. The and you know the thing is, and, and those, I, I'm I'm talking specifically about Goa, but you know this could uh, this holds true of any place actually. Uh, when we lived in Hong Kong, I I, I uh, there's a faci- there's a fa- there's an author called James Clavell. Okay. And okay, here's a fascinating thing. Okay, so James Clavell mm-hmm. has written a number of books. Noble House is one of them. All set in Hong Kong. King Rat, you know. Now the fascinating thing was, uh, I worked for a for a for a client called the Noble Group, which at that point in time were in the were a Fortune Fortune 500 company. And the founder of that group, okay, it's a rags to riches story. The founder of that group named his company after the Noble House. Yes. You know? And uh, so, so you know, so it's 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 just fascinating how things happen sometimes. And uh, I picked up another book uh, about uh, a legionnaire who was in a foreign legion. And uh, it was only halfway through the book that I discovered that he was actually a, a, a CEO of another Fortune 500 company based in Hong Kong. You know, so it's uh, I would suggest books. You know, read books, learn to know a place. Uh, visit museums visit um, you know visit restaurants you know you can people watch okay you can you yeah, can get a not needing to interact without needing to interact you know yeah. i used to do that all the time i used to go to cafes i should watch people uh, you know uh, you go to a nice enough restaurant i mean i'd like to think that our cafe plays decent music sometimes you know uh, uh, the music playing okay can create a vibe right I, I eat out i eat alone all the time you know, at least when i was in hong kong i used to eat out alone all the time and i used to not look at my phone once you know, because what you do is you go to to a restaurant or you go to a cafe okay you you, you you sip on your coffee you listen to the music you look at the people there's a feeling that 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 you would not be able to enjoy you know um if you were on your phone you know so so so, so I, I would I actually highly recommend going old school with regard to certain things yeah and just sort of allowing yourself to be immersed in the environment absolutely you. absolutely you know, don't be in a hurry don't, don't be in a hurry. hurry and and i actually uh, uh, an old friend of mine who, who unfortunately passed away he, he he gave me an interesting piece of advice he told me once he says you know the, the mistake most people make when they go on a holiday is they go with expectations yes you know he says go without any expectations and and let the place wash over you you know just 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 go with the flow basically you know and and actually that's great advice great advice yeah. and that doesn't have to be expensive i, I mean no, that is what we said no, 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 no. i was afraid of travel for a long time because oh it's expensive it's yes. really not it's not it doesn't fact, have to be in fact experiences don't have to be expensive at all mm-hmm. you know i'll tell you some of the best experiences we have in 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 goa at this point in time with, with the family is you know we we have this ritual where we go to the beach uh, in the south you know every uh, sunday morning early morning uh you know and and the beaches are beautiful in the south i mean there have been occasions where we spotted dolphins you know and uh, it, what does it cost nothing you know we eat uh, uh we eat a cheap breakfast at the at the shack a couple of 100 rupees i mean that's it you know and uh, yeah experiences don't cost anything yeah really really I think that's a beautiful note to end on experiences don't cost anything. Thank you so much Ryan this has been an absolute pleasure. Thanks Vibhav thank you. Uh, any parting words you might have for whoever's listening? Uh, not really actually I mean you know I yeah, I think I, you summed it all already. I, I mean I have uh, I have lots to say but I I don't know what to say actually yeah. honestly speaking so yeah. Yeah, so we, we're just going to actually sit here and immerse ourselves in the environment. Thank you so much for listening and uh, I'll catch you next time. If you made it this far into the episode I commend you thank you so much for listening despite the bad audio quality 
I have better uh, audio coming up in future episodes. Um, a lot of episodes already conducted, so they'll be coming at you every Tuesday. Uh, please stay tuned. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please do rate it on Spotify or anywhere else that you're listening. It really helps. Thank you very much, and I'll see you next time. Bye.